the, the, the September of at the Blazer party, my dad and I showed up. I my do. dad gave you $2 bill. $2 I do bill. remember. So you're like, yes. this may not even happen next year. My dad was like, I am the first person care. to register. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's Daniel Evans, uh, Race Boss, Race to Alaska. And today is the first. Yesterday, we had a boat come in, which was Lost Boys. Lost Boys is a father-daughter team. They raced, what is it, two years ago? Broke a bunch of stuff when they got, not even, Telegraph Cove had to leave. And we're not happy about that. Uh, Dad's a longtime fisherman, been working the Alaskan coast for a long time. And Nikki, the daughter, uh, is a pretty pro sailor. And up at Western Washington University, she grabbed one of her friends, Dylan, to do the race. So they came in. We're going to hear from them Another day because we got the second day of the race around up, but I, I just wanted to let you know that they're in because they're a great team and and this one thing I can't really hold back about they came in, hung out, and then zipped up their dry suits and yes, they're ocean rodeo dry suits. No, I did not ask them to wear those. Ocean rodeo is one of our sponsors, but it's only because they're awesome. And then they leapt into the water. And they spent about a half an hour floating around in the water drinking rum as their celebration. It's the first time ever in four years I've ever seen anyone do anything even near that. Most people run from the water, get a boat divorce, leave their crew members forever. But no, all three of them were in the water floating around sipping on some rum that actually they had made, which is pretty funny. Yeah, so more from them in uh, following days, but right now we've got the Racer Roundup where they start talking about uh, different uh, propulsions and really like high and low points, you know, what really made it for them. But yeah, enjoy the listen. Thanks a lot. How do we feel about oars versus pedal versus launch drives? I got something to say about that. Because for me, it's the end of oars. Yeah, talk about that a little bit about yeah, your strategy. Yeah, so um, if the wind 
you know, died down anywhere below, and we were moving anywhere below four knots. We were on those bikes. Wow. So we, we pedaled more than half that range. Yeah. 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 Meet, right? yes. There were seven of us, so yeah. we constantly swapping people yeah. out every yeah. ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. And was that was that yeah. part of your strategy? Was that part of your strategy even before you started racing? Did you well, know that you would be doing that? Uh, a little column A, a little column B on that because the Melgus really does do better with a, a bigger crew because it does sail better flat, and so we needed the rail meet on top of that. Mm -hmm. um, it also helped out tremendously. With a watch schedule, despite the fact we only slept three hours at a time. Your watch schedule mm -hmm. was dumb. Clearly, <laughs> 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 recipe for success. <laughs> what about props versus crazy. mirage drive? Because I noticed with mirage drive, even at seven or eight knots, you could tell a mirage drive and it would give you a oh. kick. Um, I, I can't. I, I can't personally really speak to that. Um, I know that um, Evgeny from Access Marine who helped us out to build our system. He did evaluate all of that. Um, we drew a lot of inspiration from um, Ocelot, the Fox Forty Four. Yeah. Talked to those guys quite a bit. We actually were going to do rowing stations as well. I'm, I rode at UW for a hot second. I rode as a master's rower, so I was really gung ho about that. But once we figured out that we could get the speed out of the, the pedal drives, the wave walkers that we purchased. Um, and just the geometry that was involved in getting the rowing stations right was going to be so complicated because um, we're so high out of the water. It just yeah. made more sense to yeah. just do the two pedal stations. Oh. I have something to say. Go for it. Team time again, Kelsey speaking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we um, bought row stations from a boat that used them last year. <clears throat> And we weren't sure if we would be able to build pedal stations or not. Um, so we were just like, okay, we'll try to build the pedal stations and then see how it works. And so we built the pedal drives, and we tested them, and they worked. And then we had to make this decision of whether to bring the rowing stations or not. And our rowing stations were like huge wooden things. Your guys' were sweet, very low profile. But ours were huge and heavy, and they take up the whole tramp. And so we... we for a while, we thought we wouldn't bring them because the pedal drives we thought would be better anyways. But the pedal drives kind of map for at least mine, the ones that, the, that we built, um, kind of maxed out at like three knots through the water. So if you're going into the current, um, you, they're not that useful because the water's moving below your boat and they can't grab anything and so then that's when the oars really helped and and we had an instance of of trying to duck into this bay behind this tiny little point out of a really strong out of like a four knot current probably and getting around this little point was really really scary and the oars were definitely able to to do more power and have a little bit more torque to like get that first to, to cross Punch, the eddy line. In there. Yeah. yeah. The mm -hmm. pedal drive, I don't think the pedal drives uh, would have done that's it. That's why I was concerned about um, pedaling over rowing to get torque. Well, it's so easy Yeah. And also, when it's when it's rough, the oars seem to grab a little bit better. You can deal with a swell. Yeah. And of course, there's the third option. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm Martin Adams, I'm Katie's 
dad and uh, my both pedal ride from Rainer last year, the two station pedal ride. And it had variable pitch, or not variable pitch, but variable gearing. So you could you could only pedal it to 10 knots if you had the energy. Wow. question. I think it, it would be interesting for people to hear. And if you can keep it brief, though I know sometimes it can be hard. But is, was there a moment in your race, right? It's a, a, an up or down moment. Was there, was there the oh shit moment? And was there the moment where you were like, you know, on the second, you know, the seventh point of heaven? You know, did you have something like that that you could describe? The moment we were going to call the Coast Guard? <laughs> there you go. That, that's one. That's Tell them how beautiful the beach is? <laughs> <laughs> Last night, that would be the uh, 25th, and things were not going quite as well as we wanted. It wasn't as bad as Kiwi Knot and some others who decided to go further up, out, out of bounds. This is where we had 30 knot winds. 30 yeah. knot winds. We had a couple of systems break. Uh, where were we at? We were going outside towards Gaston. So you're in Hackett's Yeah. Yeah. Clear. And it was just not pleasant. Here, here. Hackett's straight. There's Hackett's straight. Yeah. That's my favorite part of the race. How was it for you? I a 34-foot displacement solo. It was absolutely lovely. We were waiting for that one of these. We just couldn't get the grins on our face. Do you uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so talking about exactly that same stretch, you know, we were coming along behind as Jen was fashionably late. Um, the oh shit and the sublime happened at the same time for me. <laughs> <laughs> so Colin and I were on shift. We're a crew of four, and the other two were below deck resting. I don't know if they were really resting, but we were slamming through these, you know, big waves, and they kept the ocean kept building. And this is my first time doing any of this, so all of it is new, and all of it is potentially terrifying. <laughs> terrifying things and they all are okay and I trust my crew inherently to hopefully keep me safe and um, and we get to this point and it's the most beautiful evening I'm sure you'll remember yeah. like it was a it was a coming up on the full moon it was an absolutely absolutely clear sky right and the sunset was going forever on the one end on the other end the moon is coming up but the ocean is Massive, and it would go. We'd go way up on the top of the waves, and we'd come way down the swell, and the world would disappear. <laughs> and there was that point where I thought, "This is it. Like, the, the, a, I'm in a Hollywood movie, and b, I'm gonna die." <laughs> but what a way to go! <laughs> you know, I, I didn't enter this race to just have a nice, calm yeah. sail. I wanted a challenge. I wanted things to scare me. I wanted to to have that new perspective on life and to enjoy living. And I got it in that moment. Yeah. And well, it's a long moment, actually. <laughs> 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 yeah. and, you know, we resolved that terror through singing jazz standards. <laughs> our crew, that was the, a really good. Our crew put the spot tracker in their pocket along with granola bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was impressive. Charlie, what were you going to say? Well, we were headed towards Shearwater, and the uh, the media boat came out. We had our little interview, and it's kind of raining. We're going downwind, and they take off. The sun had set, 
getting dark, so we turn right to head to Shearwater. It starts gusting to about 30, <gasps> raining sideways. We're just trying to make our way in there, and I have a lot more experience than the other two guys I went with, uh, uh, Mike and Tom. And I wasn't worried, but it was it was pretty gnarly out there. So we finally make it in there, and we strip off the foul weather gear. We go into the bar at Shearwater. We saw Elvis that night, but that's all another story. <laughs> and then we're talking about it, and you know, I said, "Okay, guys, look what we just came through. Nothing broke, nobody got hurt. We handled it, and I think it was a really good mm-hmm. experience for them." To know, hey, yeah, we can do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was nasty. Exactly. <laughs> exact same experience last year in the, I don't know if you remember, but last year's uh, opener, the day zero lane. Proving ground, as they call it. So the first half of the day, right as well. By the time Carl's already crossed and could finish. Are you smoking cigars? You were shooting beers, but you are. So we had this really great GPS. Track of, of um, our, our boats, uh, away team going across at a, in the northwest, heading directly for um, for for Victoria, and then all of a sudden it's a vertical line going up and down. As hard as we can to the blue seas and the thirty-five knot gust winds, and so I've got a lot of experience. But the skipper uh, had never done any sailing that wasn't outside of like the Columbia River. And the, the third crew member, uh, she she sailed around the world, but she never known anything that wasn't a forty six foot steel cutter. Mm-hmm. And it's twenty seven foot plastic race boat is not the same <laughs> uh, experience. So when we got to Victoria, we had to have a long conversation about whether we were actually going to continue the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, where 
Really, can you just grab shoulder and overhead? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> really pick the, uh, you know, the magnitude of that up? Um, just so waves. Waves, you know, so I, I yeah. cut in really close to Cape Caution because uh, I was tired. I'd already paddled 50 miles. On a standard paddleboard. And so, you know, so I had both the ocean swell and then the clappitis off the rocks. You know, so there's a lot of crosstalk here. And there were some moments in there where, like, even I knew that everything had come just a little bit unhinged. <laughs> but it was just pure joy all at the yeah. same time. Like, mm -hmm. I loved being right there mm -hmm. in, in, in those waves and losing sight of everything for a moment. Um, well, in the trough. In the trough. In the trough. Yeah. You, know, I mean, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Just, everything's gone. You know, and then you come back and you're like, whoa, let's get but the 60 miles prior to that were just the, the most perfect glass I've ever cut. You know, I, mean, I had 50 miles of glass and then 20 miles of that. You know, <laughs> um, it was just amazing. You know, and then Dixon entrance, same thing. I mean, there were moments out in Dixon that day where you know, squall after squall, and all I could do was just go to my knees and pull my hood down and bury my blade and wait, and then I'd come up at the end. You know, and, and there's just you know those moments where you're just looking down and you're drenched and. Mm -hmm thinking about where you are and surrounded by that kind of power and, and dwarfed to such a, just to that magnitude, you know, and then you stand back up and keep paddling and there's just something transformational about that. Well, and then, when you, yeah. <laughs> and then we can actually and yeah. realize that it's lost its flavor. Yeah. I have great admiration yeah. when we were out there. Great admiration for the, for the stand-up paddleboarders and people in small boats. Small boats in I, general. I think it's probably true. Small boats better. of our size and larger yeah. that the sailboat will scare you to death before it will kill you. Mm -hmm. But man, in the small boats, Anytime we got near him, because we could see him 
not moving, and then all of a sudden he's up, he's awake, and he's gone. <laughs> but it was pretty funny because uh, we, were, we were getting into Johnstone Straits, and he passes us, and he's got his video camera on, and he's like, okay, okay, so this is the last time I'm going to pass you. Because <laughs> like, I'm actually going to go get some sleep tonight. So, yeah, I mean, no matter where we were, we were always... Uh, feeling the pressure from people around us and wanting to push and drive as hard as possible, but you have to realize like the people that were on that boat make yoga competitive. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's all, yeah for us it was definitely always always a race. But that that brings up the, uh, an interesting question. As we're all here, we haven't had this many racers around each other on record. Pick another team's boat. So, so, you, so even if you want it, you're Is there somebody else? Like, right, perhaps you just want to solve the Doing it with Carl. Or without Carl. On Carl's stuff. Whatever. Doing it with Carl. Nobody wants to do it with Carl. So, 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 Katie from Global, you chose a Mediterranean. No, I uh, it chose me. It chose you. So, yeah, if you had a chance to uh, unchoose it. Angus Rosenberg? Really? All right, all right. Yeah. Huh. You guys are going to be four on that? Yeah. 
that would be. I would go on Lightfoot Cat because they were super fast and they were definitely super comfortable the whole time. And they were fun. Lightfoot Cat. It was Team Straight to the Pool Room. Yeah, Team Straight to the Pool Room. Lightfoot Cat was a. How long was it? 34, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 34 foot home built catamaran. Graham had designed it and built it himself. In a year. Wow. Sailed it here from Australia. Long time ago. And they were drinking like lattes <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. And and still almost beat us. <laughs> and beat us. And us. <laughs> but why would you want to sign up for this race if you wanted to be comfortable? Yeah. I love being comfortable. Big lattes. That's my question. Exactly. Yeah. I signed up for this to be miserable. Oh my god. I was disappointed this year that Team Zuska didn't make it to the, yeah. to the star line because I wanted to see with that. Um, was it a prawner? The, the wood prawner. Like, oh, prawner like 16 that? 10 prawner. Yeah, we all wanted to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> what is it? Something. They have a theme song too. My choice from around the table um, probably made in Victoria when we were right down the dock from Team Super Friends and their massive IOR flush deck racing uh, Marhawk. And we, that thing was amazing sitting at the dock, and there was a point in um, Discovery Passage just past the where they more or less thundered past us. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a great train. I was just uh, sort of in awe of the. The noise of that thing blowing yeah. by you. Oh. It was just weird. Yeah. The noise of that blowing by you. One of our crew members. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from an 
inventor's perspective, I think we're going to see a lot of evolution in the next year. I, think, yeah. I was really impressed. I with totally agree. Live reading some of the books. I agree. I mean, apparently, yeah. I can go yeah. ten knots under pedal power. Okay, y'all. I want to thank you so much for uh, being around and just uh, talking about the race, uh, even more so for. Coming and doing the race, it's it's pretty amazing that all like all four years represented here. It's also amazing it's only been four years. Yeah. Feels much older than that to me, um, only because I feel like the, the people that have done it, the the kind of heart and soul that y'all have put into it. Um, it's a tale that I tell constantly now in my life, um, and it's uh, I never thought I'd be a storyteller for so many other people that I admire and respect, but I have become that. And so thank you. And, yeah. and it wouldn't happen Probably without not. you. I know we're aging you, that's why it seems like <laughs> it wouldn't happen without you. We're we're here to a large extent because of what you guys have done. You mm. the encouragement. We came here in in Port Townsend in January and it's it's enthusiasm that you guys bring to this that brings us here. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah.